Hello and welcome back to the only show whose three favorite musicians include John Williams, Max Rebo, and Weird Al Yankovic. I'm Max. I'm Matt. And I'm Luke. And this is Force for Thought. Today, we're talking about retcons and changes made in the Star Wars universe as they are abundant and they are usually pretty uh, famous or infamous, depending on how you want to look at it. But I wanted to start real quick on just a kind of a conversation on retcons in general. Uh, First off, for anyone who doesn't know, retcon uh, is just a shortened abbreviation for retroactive continuity. And I'm looking it up right now. The definition is in film, television series, or other fictional work, a piece of new information that imposes a different interpretation on previously described events typically used to facilitate a dramatic plot shift or account for an inconsistency and i wanted to talk about that right off the top because oftentimes when i talk about retcons i feel like a lot of people have different ideas of what a retcon is or the connotations that go with a retcon i feel like oftentimes when people talk about like oh star wars retcon this it comes with a negative connotation Mm -hmm. what do you guys think about that I agree. People definitely default to hating retcons, but I think it's just because they don't recognize all of the other retcons in properties well beyond Star Wars, but Star Wars alone has plenty of retcons that people cherish and admire, and because there's so many that people dislike, they it kind of muddies the whole word, like you said. Do, yeah. e- do either of you have a different definition of retcon? No. I was surprised you had to say it. Is that a Webster Dictionary uh definition yeah, is that a, different All the right. first hey. one that came up on google let's see uh, let's confirm with webster this is this is from oxford languages okay so. okay yeah so Even, take it with a grain so of salt it's source. not webster <laughs> miriam's rolling in his grave right now <laughs> who Des- the hell despite being conscious of this unjust kind of connotation that the word retcon and retcons in general have i still personally have a hard time accepting retcons like i i still go into them pessimistically or when i see one i'm usually pretty displeased more than optimistic or mm-hmm. open-minded so even even though i know that this is a problem i still suffer from it as well well i think it depends on what it is like just because it's a, like in an, i'm sure we're gonna talk about it a little bit like it's not a retcon i guess this is i guess this isn't a retcon but i was gonna say the fact that like ahsoka is um anakin's padawan it's like it's not a retcon but we didn't know so they're just filling in the gaps so i guess that's not really i think a according retcon. to that definition it absolutely is a retcon All that right, was really? one of the ones that i included yeah. on my list yeah like, i think according to that definition it's absolutely not a retcon why do you think? Why because, do you think it would be? Because it provided a different um, context. I think. Uh, right. Yeah, a yeah. different interpretation on previously described events, typically used to facilitate a piece of new information that imposes that imposes a different interpretation on previously described events. I think Anakin I think, having an apprentice is a new piece of information that imposes a different interpretation on previously described events. I think they would have had to previously describe him not having a padawan. For it to be a retcon. Because it's not overwriting anything. It's just adding to something. Mm-hmm. They never said something else was untrue. I think that's, a, that's an interesting Do thing. they have to actively say it, though, or can they just imply it? I think an implication would work as well, but they never yeah. implied that he didn't even that he didn't have a Padawan. Well, they in never Attack of the it. Clones, he was a Padawan. And in Revenge of the Sith, he was still a Padawan. He just achieved... Well, he did not yeah, achieve I, the rank of Master. He but was not a Padawan in Revenge of the Sith. Was he not? No, he's no, a Jedi Knight. I think it's when we talked about it. Remember, because we, we like that dynamic. They're more on the same. Mm. Um, I that same. to be fair, I did not really realize that until many years after Revenge of the Sith. Definitely a long time ago from now. But he's missing his Padawan braid for one, and yeah, I guess that's the only on-screen indication of it. But in the 2003 um, 2D Clone Wars animated series, he graduates. And gets his braid cut off and becomes a Jedi Knight officially, which mm-hmm. is not canon anymore. But it was when Revenge of the Sith came out. It is not, but we do see uh, Anakin Skywalker become knighted in the newest piece of canon work, which I am reading right now, Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade. He gets knighted in it and they cut off his Padawan braid. Are you serious? That's yeah. awesome. It's Who re- does it? It's really good. Yoda? Uh, no, I think it's Mace Windu. Really? Yeah. Ugh. It's interesting because uh, they, they lift the Jedi Trials as a wartime measure. So they basically just take a whole batch of Padawans and they say, yeah, you guys are good enough. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a big... That is interesting. Well, that's that's a big part of the plot to the book, which we'll get into at another time. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so let's talk about some of these retcons then because I had that on the list. Um, Anakin having an apprentice between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And you say it's not even... You don't think that's a retcon. Correct. I refute that. Okay. So 
I'm going to go through the list, and yeah. we'll talk about it a little bit, and I think we'll give one of three answers. We'll either say it's a good retcon, it's a bad retcon, or it's not a retcon at all. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Are we skipping over the one that uh, the Ahsoka one then already? Or is no, that... I think okay. we talked about it. I would okay. say that's a good retcon. I think that is a retcon. I think so, too. It is weird, though, because it, it, there's this... A fine line between, like, you're right, though. They, we, there's no reason for us not to believe that that potentially didn't happen. But the fact that Ahsoka is missing in Revenge of the Sith or any sort of talk of her, right, it's just the fact that obviously it was retconned in later, right? I guess, I mean, how else would you say that besides it's retconned in later because it's not like a known thing. So you kind of fill in those gaps. It's not, again, it's not yeah, a bad thing. We're going to have to come up with a new, with a different term. I'm sure it's out there. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But for something that is expanded upon of the middle of a story that we didn't know when the end of the story was told mm -hmm. without being a retcon for it to be a retcon. It has to undo something, some part of the story. It can't just add to it, you know, in my mind. That's true. I think it's too, I know that's odd. It's just like too, I feel like it's like almost like different sides of the same coin. How for so? me. No, I just, I feel like, I feel like you're, I think it's, I think you're right. It's like retconning is going back on, on something like some of the ones that we're going to be talking about, but in this, at the same time, it does feel like it is retconned. The fact that okay, a piece let of me, media is <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying to scan ahead on the list and trying to find a good one that would challenge that interpretation, I guess. Yeah. So um let's talk about adding Jabba the Hutt to A New Hope. So in the original A New Hope, Jabba the Hutt was not in it. Mm -hmm. And then I think was it in ninety seven special edition, mm -hmm. they went back and they CGI'd him in there. Um would you I mean I consider that to be a retcon. Luke, do you think that's a retcon? I do not think that's a Damn, retcon. I do. <laughs> I think Jabba, Jabba the Hutt had to be explicitly somewhere else in the original story for them to retcon that story beat to ha has say that's no longer true. He was actually at Tatooine. But even even not... though it was like a very physical retcon where they literally went back and edited in an entire new scene to the movie? Yeah. Te technically, I understand how it was. It could be seen as a retcon, but... Because it doesn't undo any piece of narrative, I think it is a perfectly acceptable story element to add after the fact. Is he not? Is there not the scene in the original cuts of him as a person, as a physical being, the guy with like? I don't think that ever made it to a cut, but yes, it there, not? there it was never okay. released. I've seen okay. that. There's also, footage of it. Yeah. Or something. they originally yeah. filmed it with somebody else. Isn't it weird? We know a lot about Star Wars, but I feel still feel like something like that. Maybe that was just me, but like. There is like this myth, I feel like, or this like weirdness of this kind of hazy since we weren't alive or there in 1977 mm -hmm. that we're like, I guess I'm going to take someone else's word for it. Like, Yeah, I, th I have that thought often. Are you, are, <laughs> yeah. are you guys absolutely certain that you have seen at least one time a copy of the 77 theatrical release version? I would not. Yes, I feel like I'd say I'm certain I haven't. I don't think I ever have. I think I have. I think my uncle was, uh, again, like a massive, massive Star Wars fan. I think he had like every sort of physical release of the original trilogy um and like bootleg versions of everything too so i'll die on that hill <laughs> so you think you have seen the original yeah if i have i mean it was literally when i was like six years old though interesting okay but i know I, I know the copy that you and i had that we watched growing up the vhs was from the 97 correct Re yeah, because it started the first 30 minutes it was probably like five but it felt like 30 as a kid where that interview with george lucas I, and uh, I don't remember that. uh uh molten um my god you Leonard know, Malton? Oh, my God. The film critic. You know Leonard, who I'm Leonard talking Leonard Malton? Leonard Malton, yeah. He, yeah. He's interviewing George Lucas. That's how I learned how to uh, read and write screenplays is because they showed the uh, hmm. the screenplay of uh, of A New Hope. And so I would pause it and be like, okay, what does INT mean? <laughs> and figure out like how to, how to oh, do that's that. That's so interesting. Yep. But yeah, I, uh, I remember that. That was the version that I grew up with. That one on VHS, obviously. Okay, so Luke, you don't consider that to be a retcon. I do consider that to be a retcon. I give that retcon a thumbs down. I think it's better without Jabba and just leaving him until return. Matt, what do you think? I think that is a retcon as well. I don't know. I like that scene, but I guess it doesn't make any sense. I like the scene when you watch the full trilogy just because you see Jabba. So then he's set up and then paid off in return versus pulling kind of like the emperor uh, cloak over your eyes where it's like he's mentioned, he's seen in one scene, and then he's finally revealed. And I feel like for Jabba, it's like it's not that big of a deal to reveal him for like this kind of B storyline. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it actually. Interesting. So yeah. that one has a, a mix of reactions. One thumbs up, one thumbs down, and one does not apply. Well, <laughs> just, just because it doesn't apply as a retcon, I can still talk about my feelings on that added scene. Yeah, please do. Um, I don't like it that much. I think, it, it. I think it would have been, because <laughs> they talk, I mean, it was obviously released in theaters without that scene and it, the story was not suffered for it. So it's obviously not 
completely required. I think the character design of Jabba in mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi looks so much better than the CG version in A New Hope. Yeah. And I think the Return of the Jedi character design kind of suffers for it. Music to my ears, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I knew it would be. No, but no, I, no, I 1,000% agree, though, because it is wonky, because when Han like, steps over his tail, mm-hmm. it's like so you can, weird. You can see him being blurred as they edit, physically <laughs> yeah, edited like, him to go is, up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like his leg almost extends and then goes back down. Like, yeah, and Jabba has that, like, Oddly animated, like his eyes bulge and his yeah. his tongue yeah. sticks out. Yeah, that makes him look a gonna... lot less intimidating than he looks in Re- Return of the Jedi. And um, kind of like Matt, you're a big fan of Jaws. Uh, in a previous yeah. episode, you were talking about how like one of the cool things about Jaws and what makes it almost scarier is how little you see him. Mm-hmm. I think that's same is true with Jabba too. Yeah. I feel like showing him kind of like takes away some of the mystery. Like I like yeah. that they mention him in A New Hope, mention him in Empire, and it's not until Return that you finally see him, and you're like, whoa, that's Jabba, because mm-hmm. obviously he doesn't look anything like you expect him to, unless you see him 45 minutes into a new hope yeah but that's why that's why i gave it the thumbs down but anyways um all right moving on to another very famous retcon uh han shooting first i think we can all agree that this one qualifies as a retcon this is a retcon because it changes a story detail from han shooting first to han shooting second that is a story detail that was present that was changed and is now different but it's not an in-universe change though how do you mean yeah what do you mean so when you were talking about you said you didn't think that adding that scene with Jabba qualified as a retcon, mm-hmm. even though it was like a very physical, they went back and they added a whole other scene. This one, they don't go back and change anything. It's not like uh, someone later on down the road said, oh, hey, by the way, did you guys know that Greedo shot first? They literally went back, they edited the scene to show Greedo shooting first. So it doesn't change anything in the story. I think it changes who Han is a little bit. I I I, re, I refute that as well. That it doesn't change anything in the story. Han shooting first is a character beat for him, and Han yeah. shooting second is a different character beat for him. But Han shooting first now no longer ever happened in the universe. But I mean, it did. Yeah, <laughs> you can't you, for the real. That's ones, what a retcon did. is: is that it th- that was history, and then it was retconned, yeah. and now they tried to erase that history, but they didn't. I mean, we yeah. still know that version of history. You know what's weird though? Is I think I like. I think it makes more sense for Han to shoot second. In defense, I don't think he is a shoot first and then ask questions later. Even though he, he's like a smuggler, but I feel like it, it, knowing his character through those movies, I don't think he has. He goes from like a literal killer to for Greedo, to like all of a sudden becoming super soft in like Empire. I mean, soft in comparison to shooting someone in cold blood. And so I feel like in with his character, it makes more sense for him to shoot second. With that being said, it's a dumb retcon, and I, you know, obviously we all agree. I think Han shot first. We all you, give you give it the thumbs down for this retcon. Yeah. I give it a thumbs up. Damn it. <laughs> really? I guess why'd I don't you know. Want, you, why'd you switch me, Luke? I know I did. Maybe, I mean, maybe I'm just being argumentative kinda, for argumentative With that sake. being said, I kind of bait and switched you, too, saying that I <laughs> I, I do like it. I do. I, dis- I disagree with the retcon. With that being said, I kind of agree with the retcon the fact that it makes more sense for that he shot second. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's what I mean to yeah. say. I if, if I had a glass ball and I could make my decision on this, I would probably leave it the way it was. But because it was retconned and we have it now the way it is... I do not subscribe to the Han shot first fandom that that hashtag. I, I you'll never catch me saying that. I think George Lucas changed it, and now Greedo shot first, and that is the canon that we are to go with. But in the new version, do they not shoot simultaneously? The McClunky version. I think McClunky. I think they McClunky. didn't change anything from the '97 edition except adding an extra shot of Greedo saying McClunky. Yeah, I think it's the exact same. I remember sequence when that came out. With just everyone we. I think the three of obviously I think the three of us were like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what was that? Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, when the '97 uh, special edition came out, they retconned the sequence between Han and Greedo so that Han no longer shoots first, Greedo shoots first, and Han does an awkward little neck twitch to avoid the shot. And then everyone kind of disliked that or whatever. The fans were had had feelings about it. And then you know, 22 years later in 2019, uh. Disney Plus launches, and A New Hope gets another new edition. Surprisingly, no one was expecting this, where it's the exact same, except after um, Han and Greedo exchange words, Greedo, that there's a solo shot of Greedo, and he says the word McClunky, and then they shoot each other. <laughs> and no one knows what it means either, do they? No. I don't think there's any subtitles for it. Correct. Which I like. I'll wonder that till the day I die. 
It's just a, a very vulgar swear word in Hatties. <laughs> no, I, I'm hoping for a Rogue One style movie of he's trying to clue him in of what McClunky is. McClunky, a Star Wars story. It's like Hail Hydra, McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Um, all right. So for the record, the list, I, I do give that retcon a thumbs down, but. It's not my place to decide on the story, so I do subscribe to that as part of the canon, that Han shot second. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I recognize that that's a retcon, and I also give it a thumbs down. I think it was probably better the way it was. Um, All right, let's talk about another one. Again, I'm trying to go out of order because I'm trying to build off of the conversation that I was trying to argue with Luke about. So let's talk about Vader being Luke's father because that is in in-universe retcon where Luke was specifically told that his father had died and then later in the Empire, well, in A New Hope Obi-Wan Kenobi tells Luke Skywalker that his father died and then in Empire Darth Vader reveals himself to be Luke's father and then later in Return of the Jedi, Obi-Wan says, well, your father did die from a certain point of view. That is, in my opinion, the gold standard of a retcon that yeah. is exactly what a retcon is it that is, is literally is what i was about to say in, yeah. it is in universe and that's what i was trying to say about like han shooting first like han shooting first no longer occurs in universe this is like adding an extra line in a sequel to go back and to recontextualize that and say like hey that was wrong but I think from a certain point of view i was right the obi-wan in return of the jedi is like the most glaringly obvious version when he when vader says no i'm your father it's like oh that's crazy. Like, like Obi-Wan just like want to protect Luke, whatever. The fact that they added in return when Obi-Wan says that to me, then it becomes glaringly obvious that they did not know what they were like. They could have not said anything. And I'm like, Oh, Obi-Wan, right. Just want to protect Luke, whatever, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And so, I mean, that is the, that's just my clunky writing. <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting for that. I, weren't you? I started, did you with write the, that down five minutes ago? No, I started with the joke though. And then worked backwards about how I was going to say it. <laughs> That's funny. Luke, I, how do you feel about it? Uh, yeah, two thumbs up for this retcon. I think th- this is the textbook definition of a retcon, and I agree with everything you said. The story is better for it. It's a good retcon. The only thing is that I do get bothered when watching Return of the Jedi, how they kind of stop the story for a little bit to <laughs> yes. really iron out this retcon, and I wish that didn't have to happen. I don't see a way around it the way the first two movies came out, because I do think that's an important story beat to know that you know Obi-Wan wasn't just ignorant or lying for lying's sake but mm-hmm. what are you what are you gonna do that's the price you have to pay to make a retcon like this and yeah. relatively oh. speaking it's a small enough price and it's yeah. worth it and i think that's the basis of we've talked about this a lot before but i think in the fandom that like we've come to like expect like retconning because like or just like filling in those gaps within star wars because i think it is a bold move to like understand and see, you know, when you're writing something or when you're making it right, when they don't, they didn't see the bigger picture. They just were so in the weeds, but then I think it takes a lot of guts to be like, actually we're going to make this thing way bigger than we even thought and connect these characters in a different way. And I think that's like a, a, like a like a ballsy move to do that. And yeah, I mean, like you said, it's the the gold standard of it and, and it done right (laughs) until return. Yeah, we, well, we don't have to get into it now as a return defender. I'll just say that there is some other important stuff that happens in that scene, but they kept it short, which is better than what they did in Empire. But anyway, I digress. We don't have is to. The, I don't. I don't want to step on your toes in terms of the structure. But is the un- other important stuff in that scene the other retcon of Luke and Leia being twins? Uh, that is later <laughs> on my list. Yes, I guess we can jump well, to that one right it. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel that, about that? That scene was so important because they had to do like several retcons all in the span of a few minutes. That retcon, I don't like. I It's hard to even think about a universe where Luke and Leia are not twin siblings. But if you just take the original trilogy as it's coming out, it, it makes no sense. Yeah, 1,000%. I, rewatching them, I was like, there's. I think there's a lot of difference between like Star Wars being a fandom and then the actual Star Wars movies themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, where... Right, we just live with this knowledge on a daily basis. They're like, yeah, they're their sister or their brother and sister. And then when the prequels were coming out when we were kids, it was like, yeah, we have this knowledge now. Um, but like rewatching the re- original trilogy within that bubble, it's like, yeah, this is makes zero sense. <laughs> yeah, I would I would love to ble- be a fly mm-hmm. on the wall in 1983 when Luke has that moment where he, where he just says like Leia, like his eyes light up, like he's always known. Like, what were people thinking then? That was 
That is so out of left field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always have to think about that. Because like Matt said earlier, like we weren't alive when these movies were coming out. Like we were just born and these all existed. Yeah. And I feel like I don't remember when that was revealed to me. That was just always true to me. Yeah. So it is hard to put myself in those shoes and being like, okay, imagine I watched this first movie, waited three years for the second, and now six years later I'm finding out that they're twins. Like Yeah. Huh? There is this I think there's this element to like nowadays if that would have happened it would have been torn apart on the internet and blah blah oh, blah, yeah. blah. Uh-huh. and so i think there is something to like being a little less harsh and seeing where things kind of can go and marinate after a while because like yeah can you i mean you know don't make dumb movies but like things like that obviously i mean look i mean if if people tore that apart we would not have star wars at all past 1983 yeah i i 100% agree because no. i give this retcon a thumbs up but like really? I said, if I were if I, I were in the theater, the you give it a thumbs up for the story Absolutely. itself, not the way it's done, but the story itself. Yeah, the, just the for the, when Han realizes that they're brother and sister, that alone, I'm like, yeah, that's a good fake out. That too, but I mean the entire the entire prequels leading up to it yeah. and everything like that. I mean, it, it is hard to say like, oh, that's a good retcon. Uh, how long ago was 83? 40 years ago, forty <laughs> yeah. exactly because we're turning <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> forty years ago to be like, oh yeah, that was a good retcon. Now that forty years of more material has come out to help recontextualize <laughs> yeah. that and cement it into uh into the star wars star wars is a retcon mythos, as a whole <laughs> like yeah, the whole it's everything. a series of retcons <laughs> one after the other but this retcon is so is especially offensive because it's not just retconning from a new hope where they you know she gives him a kiss for luck and in empire when they kiss each other again but in the end of empire when yoda says or Obi-Wan says that boy is our last hope and Yoda says no there is another implying that Yoda knows Luke has a sister and mm-hmm. Obi-Wan doesn't like it's an extra retcon for even that scene like it didn't have to be late it could have been So you think a retcon so can people. be based off an implication that it's tricky to define an implication and what exactly it's okay. implying you but was... I mean that scene is obviously retconned in Return of the Jedi would you agree I would but I think a retcon can be based on an implication yeah, I guess we're just talking about the severity of the implication then. <laughs> this episode is the A storyline is us. <laughs> what is a retcon? And the B storyline is Star Wars. Because <laughs> we keep weaving back to, wait, what is it? I know. I, and I keep thinking about that because <laughs> it's not as black and white as I initially thought when we started recording. It is, it, But it's an interesting topic and that's why we're talking about it. Yeah, I thought we would have had this down and now I'm questioning everything. Another thing about the retcon that Luke and Leia are twins is that it doesn't really come up in that much. I mean, her... You mean in the rest of Return? In the I rest mean, of Star Wars. Like, it comes up... The fact that Luke and Leia are twins, like, the sequels were... It doesn't matter. They could they could have just been friends. It never yeah. comes up that they're siblings. Ben Solo is Luke's nephew. Could have just been his friend's son. Didn't mm-hmm. really matter. The only story that I can really think where it really came up was Star Wars Bloodlines by Claudia Gray, where there's a significant part about Leia being in public office in the new republic and it comes out that she is darth vader's daughter and yeah. that's bad for politics but <laughs> i think i think that i mean that's like the only story i can think of i've never thought about this before leia being yeah. force sensitive like they that was basically another retcon because they had the retcon of luke and leia being siblings but then she wasn't but they, force they sensitive never said that she then, wasn't trained in the force though so again you're going off an implication i am i am but yeah, it, it just doesn't come up that much. I, and I think I think we're going to get into it in a, in, a, in a few, but I think that's the biggest offense to this is that when they did the prequels, there was like almost no thought to it. And there's that's probably the worst offender with the retconning, right? Like it's just left and right nothing is kind of making sense and you're You like, mean just retcons in general in the prequels? Yeah, or like not considering how this actually could tie in or make more sense if you rewatch them as a six movie. Yeah. Cuz cuz ideally you have a direction, right? You know exactly yeah. where everything is beforehand and everything kind of falls into place neatly yeah uh, they not, had to, not to throw the whole sequel trilogy under the bus but i'll say unlike the sequel trilogy where it was just very clear that jj was there to start off a trilogy mm-hmm. he didn't know how it ended and then he handed off the baton and then wasn't expecting it to come back around and that's why we got so many retcons and the rights of skywalker yeah no I, but i mean just like in the prequels right that's what, that's yes i said prequels before right mm-hmm. okay just making sure because i'm just like the, you know how the story ends so just reverse it but instead they were they made it so much more complicated by, let's talk about that a little yes. bit, by making Anakin the creator of C-3PO. Yeah. That's a little unnecessary. It <laughs> That's in, I was thinking about, I knew you were going to bring this up, and it kind of steps in the sand of my theory on the definition of a retcon, because it is not explicitly stated who created C-3PO. But 
boy is it not implied that it's Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I do consider this a retcon. Because it's it just in my mind, it's like you could do you could write anything you wanted, presumably even whatever you want budget. And that's what you go with is the fact that it's like, hmm. Like it just doesn't. You could fit him in the story any other way. <laughs> yeah, I, like R two. Like they did a good job with him making mm-hmm. him an astromech on the Naboo. Uh, <laughs> Naboo. The Royal Star Cruiser. Yeah. yeah. What's what's something from Naboo? Nubian. 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 I was about to say Nubian, but I'm like, I'm sure that's not. We would right. know if that was it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you would know if that was it. I agree. This is a retcon. Um, I give it a thumbs up. Just be- really, <laughs> well, I don't. But know. Luke and Leia being well, twins, you're like, it's, no. It's, it's hard to it's, it's hard to separate it, it because from the retcon of who C3PO is in the original trilogy and the story that Anakin built C3PO, and then he, you know, came back and C3PO was still with his mom, and then he took C3PO because it's his, and it's a reminder of his mom, mm-hmm. and then Padme had R2D2, and they exchanged each other. Padme and Anakin exchanged R2 and 3PO as wedding gifts when they got married. And then C-3PO was Padme's protocol droid and R2 was Anakin's astromech. And wow. That's all a really great story elements for the prequels. And That's beautiful. I've never even thought about that. What do you uh-huh. mean they exchanged them as wedding gifts? Is that's that canon. In what? Um, a book. I can't remember the exact one. Was it like the novelization of Attack of the Clones? No, I don't think so. I don't know. what. I don't know. But it is canon. Because that... Uh, that actually makes so much sense now that R2 came from Padme and C-3PO came from Anakin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, pa- and C-3PO exclusively hangs out with Padme in Revenge of the Sith and R2 exclusively with Anakin. Yeah. Wow. Uh, this was a big thumbs down going into this conversation. I'm going <laughs> to give it a thumbs up. Luke changed my mind. That's... They, they did yeah. They did do something with it. So Yeah. I think it's one of those things where we grew up with it, so it's like it's just right just like the knowledge that we have so i think it's impossible but it's like it just makes it so more confused i remember being a kid being like i am so confused how do they not nowadays nobody recognize each other what is going on but yeah i don't go i'm okay with it yeah this ties into the revelation that i had a couple episodes ago where i found out that at the end of revenge of the sith they wiped only the protocol droids and not (laughs) r2d2s um but anyway i'm still wrapping my mind around that one all right so um Moving on. Let's see. What else do we got here? So just, just for just to be clear, I do we do give that thumb that retcon a thumbs up. Sure, I do because it's definitely a re- while it's never explicitly I stated. You've... I think it is a retcon that the droids in A New Hope happen to be Luke Skywalker's birth parents' droids individually, and then they come together, and that's definitely a lot of stuff that is not natural. That is a retcon, but yeah, that is yeah. I like it. Yeah, no, I gave it a thumbs down going into this conversation, but you changed my mind. I I like that a lot now, the more I think about it. All right, let's talk about... um, That's what we're out here for. (laughs) Celebrate Star Wars, make us like it more. Keeping an open mind, you know? you got to be able to change your mind on stuff. Um, Let's talk about the the Death Star plot hole. Do you consider this a retcon, that there was a small hole the size of a womp rat, where if you just placed the perfect ion cannon, it would have blown the whole thing up, and then they retconned exactly why that existed all throughout Rogue One. Do you consider Rogue One to be a giant retcon? All the say all the wind in my sails are completely going away because <laughs> yes, I do consider this to be a retcon. Even though it's not explicitly stated that the Death Star was manufactured to precise safety standards, I think that this is what it was implied that it was indestructible and the fact that it's not being retconned to being a design choice. I think that's a retcon, and I think it's a good one. Yes. So you're you're also changing your mind this episode, as far as your definition of a retcon. You're you're loosening up a little bit. I am. I all right. still don't think that Ahsoka we're all making concessions. Being, being Anakin's Padawan is a retcon. All I think right. That's all less right. of a severe implication. How do you how do you grade implications like this I know, though? It's tough, I think it man. is very <laughs> strongly implied that the Death Star was not built by a rebel mole. Yes, in I agree. A New Hope. I agree with that. I don't think. Rogue One is necessarily a retcon versus just kind of, I don't know, thickening that plot, I guess. Because we knew that there is one chance to blow it up. And so we just found out why. So I don't think it is a retcon, personally, because it's not like they go back on something. With that being said, like you said, the fact that who it's built by, that, yeah, I don't think it's implied at all that it's a... A rebel mole. I guess and this might be more nuanced, but maybe there's also a distinction between a retcon and an origin story. Yeah, I yeah. would say that's true. Maybe yeah. some things aren't retcons, it's just the origin. Yeah. And I'll bring up kind of a silly one, which is Han's dice. Yeah. So in the original trilogy, you can see the dice. They're kind of for like two seconds. Yeah, yeah it's a prop. They're, they're not very yeah, yeah, they're not very prominent, but for whatever reason, circa twenty 
uh, 17 and 18, they thought it was very uh, big deal to bring those dice back, and you see them again in The Last Jedi and Solo. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? Do you think that's a retcon, and how do you feel about it? I, don't I, think I, like, I like to think the powers at Disney were watching, uh, rewatching the original trilogy to f- try to find a physical token of Han Solo's to bring back, and <laughs> someone was watching it, and someone took out a big Sharpie and just circled this little one-inch frame of the TV <laughs> of those dice and said, here it is. This is going to be our key. That's. I think they were doing the same thing, but for toys' sake. I think they were going to be like, everyone's going to want to hang these in their car. <laughs> like, I think there was going to be like a marketing thing. And then after the fans hated The Last Jedi and Solo bombed, they were like, maybe we don't go through with making these dice. Maybe we don't do the dice. Yeah, there's just like hundreds in a warehouse. Kathleen Kennedy takes them off her rearview mirror. <laughs> <laughs> As she's on her way to work, she can do the box office numbers. <laughs> there's, a, there's a country somewhere in Africa of everyone wearing like all the losing Super Bowl teams, Super Bowl winning shirts and carrying around Star Wars merchandise of those uh, dice. <laughs> if, that, if Star Wars was made in the 80s or 90s, those would have been really big fuzzy dice. So, uh, real quick, what do we? where do we land on that? Do you think it's a retcon and thumbs up or thumbs down? Han Solo's dice? Yeah. I don't think it's a retcon. You, Same. You just think that's an origin? It's, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's just something that was expanded upon. Yeah. It's not overwriting anything that was even thought about a little bit by yeah. anyone before this. For his character, my biggest thing is just like, why were they in that one shot? In the original trilogy? Yeah. I guess I don't know the history as well as I should. They're no, only in one shot. I, I assume they were in the cockpit the whole time. No, not. I think it's only in one shot. I really? believe. They, they, might have, be they might have been in there the entire or, time, but it's only visible in one yes, shot. I think I that know. might be more like... I would almost, Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I, don't know. I just want more things to expand. I was like, I want a scene where they, they're stolen from somebody and blah, blah, blah in Cloud City. But that... Nope, I don't want that actually because it does not matter. <laughs> All right, so we all agree then that one does not apply. That is not a retcon. That's yeah. just more of a origin story to Han Solo's mirror dice. Yes. Um, all right, let's talk about another explicit retcon, Ray being a Palpatine. It was hinted <laughs> yeah. in The Force Awakens that her parents, that her origin was going to be significant. Sure. And then we find out in The Last Jedi that she is nobody, she comes from nobody, and that her parents died in a pauper's grave in the Jakku Desert. Only for that to be explicitly retconned later in The Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. when Kylo Ren tells her that she is a Palpatine. Yeah, they, they made a big effort to do it like Return of the Jedi and Kylo Ren's like, your parents were nobody. I never lied to you. They chose to be nobody. But like, come on, Kylo. They're, yeah. they're obviously like a clone of Palpatine is her dad. Like that's that's yeah. something. Yeah. yeah more, I mean, more McClunky writing. It's more McClunky writing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I mean... I'm trying to figure out like how would you go and proceed with I've never we should, maybe we should talk about this as another episode but I'm wondering like how almost redoing the sequel trilogy and how we would have done it after whether Force Awakens or Last Jedi and how we would have kind of finish that trilogy um, that trilogy out but I mean yeah that's a massive retcon that I don't think deserves it just doesn't feel uh, deserved at all or it doesn't feel like a payoff you just kind of find that information and we're like well we all knew that was coming because like after Last Jedi, we were like, "There's no way that's gonna be settled." And I do like Kylo being the unreliable narrator. I think that's a really interesting story aspect for it. That the but dark Rey's side... the one that says her parents were nobody first, before Kylo says it in the Last Jedi. Yeah, that's true. But he kind of gets it out of her. For, yeah, I mean, he, he's the one who draws it. From either her, way, I, I mean, I think that is a really fun thing. But I mean, the Palpatine thing itself, I think, is it's not deserved. It doesn't feel like a payoff at all. But I mean. I, I, I'm trying to think of how else you would end that trilogy now, but that's a separate I know. Thing. I feel like it was... In the same way. The reason I give it a thumbs down is I think it, this was a retcon significantly for the worse. I think yeah. it was such a good idea to have a trilogy all about how in a world of Skywalkers and the importance of Skywalkers, anybody can grow up to yeah. be a Luke Skywalker. You don't need that in your blood. You don't need that to be your name. And then... They were they kind of did that in the first two movies, and I really liked that. And then the Rise of Skywalker, they were like, actually, raise a Palpatine, and she's voluntarily choosing to be a Skywalker. Yeah. But it's like, okay, well then, what about Broom Boy? Like, does Broom Boy have a chance? Then can he too yeah. become Luke Skywalker, or does it actually rely completely yeah. on your bloodline? You clearly haven't read my fan theory about Broom Boy Fisto. <laughs> <laughs> Please indulge us. (laughs) I kid, but I I agree. This is a a thumbs down retcon. Um, It's just such a direct, it's got to be the most direct retcon in all of Star Wars, right? A thousand percent. 
Like, it was so explicit in literally the movie prior to just completely go... Like, it's not just taking a left turn. It's taking a 180, backtracking for a couple miles, and then taking a left turn. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Yeah. 1,000%. It's not like a stupid little character thing or, like, the droids thing that you can really expand upon. It's like, no, it's just kind of like, let's undo what was said. Yeah. I feel like the writers had that line at the end where Palpatine says, Darth Vader, or Anakin Skywalker was saved by his son. The only family you have here is me. I feel like they wrote that line. They're like, "Oh, this would be cool if we if we fit this in somehow." And they're like, "Well, then that would mean we have to do this and then this and yeah. then this and then this." And they're like, "Okay, just keep going, keep going." Yeah, that's how they wrote the entire script. Right. Yeah. But in order for Palpatine to have a daughter, he would have had to have been how old? Uh, let's just make her a granddaughter. Okay. And then who are the parents? Uh, don't worry about that part. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a lot of steps that yeah. they had to take to to make those those connect. You know, What's funny is that we always talk about Obi Wan's brother and how that's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that we never talk I about I say it's crazy. You say sorry. You we, talk about we, Obi Wan's brother. I say that's crazy. It's you coming say back. it's crazy. We love it. But in the same turn, Luke, I was good. This is for you. Is that like we never talk about Pebbleteen's daughter or son at son. all? So as it's not they, his son; it's his clone. In yeah, this, it was oh, like it, one of his first clones. I, they talk about it in the novelization. I don't know the full yeah. story. Of they it. talk about it a lot more in the book. Um, oh my god, I'm blanking on it, and I read it. Um, I don't remember the name of it. That's okay. But uh, his name is Dathan. Um, Ray's mom is named Miramir, and uh, it's a it's a pretty good story about them. Dathan, terrible name. You know that kid's gonna be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. All right, so we all agree that is a retcon for the worse. Um, let's talk about another one. I guess more of an implication: Obi Wan and Vader confronting each other between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So obviously when mm -hmm. Obi-Wan and Darth Vader have their final duel on the Death Star in A New Hope, uh, Darth Vader has his famous line where he says, last time I saw you, um, I was but a learner, now I am the master. And then when we left off in Revenge of the Sith, again, I thought he was his apprentice still, apparently he was a Jedi Knight, but Obi-Wan was still his master, so I I guess that line still works, right? And then later retconned in Kenobi to have this other showdown between the two, uh, in between those two incidents, um, uh, I don't know the planet. Uh, know I, the planet I actually that think that planet is? is unnamed. Serious? I don't okay, good. So. I feel better for not knowing that then. Um, in the Kenobi show, though, they have that showdown. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys feel about that? Is that a retcon? I don't think so. Yeah? I don't think that implication is strong enough. I that agree. That was Luke. the last time they saw each other. I also think it's still valid. I mean, A, Obi-Wan's always going to be his master no matter what, right? It's like Yeah, it, and Darth Vader's yeah. always learning. Yes, exactly. And, so and I they think, did that very well with the flashbacks, too. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And I think the exact same thing is that, like, no matter... And he, I mean, he lost at the end of that fight. So mm-hmm. he's still, he's still, you know, uh, you know, not as good as Obi-Wan. So he's still the master and still the Padawan dynamic. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Yeah. I would say it's a retcon, but I think it's for the better. I think it's great. I love that showdown in Kenobi. Yeah. I've talked about uh, Kenobi before. I like it a lot. I think that everything with Obi-Wan and Vader work really well, and that's the the big climax was the showdown, right? And I yeah. think it worked out really well. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like it. I, I think this is not a retcon, and I have a thumbs up as a story element for yep. it. What do you, you think it is or not a retcon? I don't think it's a retcon, no. I thought that's what you were saying. I just wanted you to no, sorry, so I we was could just, agree on I'm something. Sorry, I was agreeing with you to close the chapter and move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what about another implication? But this one's a much heavier implication, so I'm thinking Luke's going to assume that this is a retcon. Uh, Palpatine surviving. <laughs> I mean, that's a retcon. <laughs> that, is a, that is a retcon. <laughs> no one ever said, oh, yes, can confirm Palpatine is dead. But, yes, that is a strong enough implication. It is, I mean, that it is dude heavily was dead. implied that the essence of your spirit dies with your body <laughs> based on what we've seen and from then, every other death in and out of Star Wars for all time. Not only that, but, like, it explodes at the end of Return of the Jedi. He falls down and there is an explosion. And there's a mini explosion in the reactor when he gets to the bottom. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And then the entire oh, Death yeah, Star blows then, up on top yeah, of that. This double explosion. There's three three ways he should have been dead. Yeah. You want to know how I retconned it in my mind when I when I when this first started happening? Remember in Iron Man 3 when Tony oh. Stark starts sending his armor like to yep. Pepper Potts? That's how I imagine <laughs> Palpatine sending his essence <laughs> off to Exegol. He like strikes a pose and he's like, go to Exegol. That's interesting. <laughs> and then his body dies. <laughs> I, I have a very elaborate uh, fan fiction, um, I guess, that Matt and I are currently working on. Matt and I are writing this fan fiction show um, 
and we have it planned out very elaborately and very far ahead. But anyway, this would happen in like the fourth season or so. Basically, it's like a, a Horcrux. Like I think that Palpatine did die, but like before he died, he put enough of his Force essence into a Sith holocron located in the temple on Coruscant. So and that's Horcrux, the only way they were able to bring him back. Horcrux is a Harry Potter thing, and I'm not mm-hmm. that up to date on my Harry Potter. So. Mm-hmm. Palpatine put enough of his essence into this Horcrux, and then his followers grew it, and they, they like grew their own Palpatine. It's not like grown, yeah, but I mean they like used it to like clone wa- him. Like, like they they're used- watering him, and then he no, sprouts. not like no. an actual. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it also it also is like if he. I think it's a little bit more valid in the fact that if he was going to go there and knowingly Luke Skywalker, he, his plan was for Luke Skywalker to strike him down. If he knew he was going to die, or the plan was for him to die, presumably. You know, he's got a failsafe somewhere. Mm-hmm. He is a man of contingencies. Yes, is that we've, we've consistently yeah. said. With that being said, if that was going to happen, lay the seed, you know, start planting those breadcrumbs in Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, the, the mental steps that I had to go through to get there is elaborate, and that's why Matt and I require four seasons of a TV show to make it happen. <laughs> yes. I can't uh, believe this is the first time we're talking about that, and it's in the retcon episode. <laughs> As much as I think this is a retcon, and I don't really like it as far as being a retcon, I do think it's more similar to the C-3PO being made by Darth Vader than Mm -hmm. not, in the sense that what it means for the story, I do kind of like, because Mm -hmm. Palpatine... Change my mind again, because I disagree. Palpatine is goading Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi, and then Rey in Return of um, the Rise of Skywalker. Palpatine was goading them to kill him so that he could transfer his essence and flow into their body and the Sith will be reborn in them. So there's already some degree of life essence transferring that is in his plan already. So it's not that hard to believe that he could use that same ability to send his force essence and life essence Mm -hmm. to another location and live on in a weaker form. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't change my mind. I still don't like it. I, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. I think what you're saying is what you have to believe in order for it to make sense, right? Mm-hmm. But It also retcons the way I interpret the scene in Return of the Jedi. Because before the Rise of Skywalker, when Palpatine is saying, you know, strike me down, let the hate flow through you, yeah. let the hate flow through yeah. you, let the hate flow through you, I thought that that was just goading Luke into committing to the dark side and then... Once he does, Palpatine will either have Vader save him or kill Luke or defend himself. But now when I watch that, I think he's actually trying to get Luke to kill him. Yeah, definitely. I think that definitely recontextualizes that scene. And that's absolutely what I think that's wants. a good retcon. I like that. Uh, I still don't really like it. I The reason I like it is because it gels more with the rule of two. Because also before 2019, I was, I was mm. pondering how the rule of two works in that scene because... If we are to believe the rule of two, that there can only be two, and Palpatine adheres to it, Palpatine is either planning on turning Luke and killing Vader on the spot, or Vader is planning on turning Luke and killing Palpatine on the spot. And that just introduces this interesting dynamic of, like, they mm-hmm. both want Luke to turn to the dark side, but as soon as he does, now they're <laughs> enemies. And that's a kinda new like kind of intensity s- to that scene. Snow Kylo situation yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah I agree with that. Um, I, I still give it a thumbs down. That's I, I agree with everything you say, and I, I do like it, but not enough for me to, to overcome the issues that yeah. I have with it. Um, That's fair. I think this one needs to marinate a lot longer. I think it's going to be more like mm-hmm. the retcon with Luke and Leia being siblings. That yeah. makes no sense at the time. But in the future, when you look mm-hmm. at the whole saga, it does make sense for Palpatine to be the villain in the sequel trilogy. There's going to be a whole generation of Star Wars fans yeah. growing up right now who will just always know Rey as a Palpatine, and they will be confused why we're even having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we have to wait to see if it does marinate, like, you know, mar- marinate and stick in people's brains that, like, for us, you know, that Luke and Leia were brother and sister. Right. Time and will tell. It'll make us look foolish or arrogant and stubborn that in the future we'll look back and be like, oh, Ray was set up as this unique character that we were all wondering what her past was. And then in 2017 with The Last Jedi, they said... Her parents are nobody, and she's just her own character. But then in 2019, it was retcon that she's a Palpatine. And so, like, our kids will be talking to us. Like, so, from 2013, when the first trailer came out for The Force Awakens, you were so excited to see who Rey was and wondering what she was. And then from 2017 to 2019, you thought she was one thing. And then from 2019, for the rest of time, she's a Palpatine. 
and you just can't let go of that one two-year <laughs> period in your life where you thought other, and yeah. it, it makes us look dumb. <laughs> yeah. That is interesting, yeah. That's funny, Luke. Yeah. That's funny. Let's, uh... I'm going to have to put this one in my Google Calendar for 10 years from now to, <laughs> to remind me to listen to this and see if my thoughts have changed since then. And if it does, let's just, you know, just exit all, just cut all this stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> the Kind of like the 97 special effects, right? We'll just yeah. go back 40 years. 97, 20. We'll go back whenever. 20, 97, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, 77 to 97. 20 years later, we'll go back and we'll re-edit all this. Yep. Um, that is interesting. I've never thought about the passage of time and how... We were set on her being nobody for two years, and Rise of Skywalker came out in 2019. It's already been four years, and I'm still not over it. It's pretty I'm still clinging on to that two-year period. Because it is the implication. <laughs> it's, it's the implication. <laughs> That's a sunny reference. Yep. <laughs> but there's the implication. Um, okay, let's talk about another implication then. Uh, let's do Boba Fett being a clone from the Clone Wars. Obviously, in the original trilogy, no one gave any sort of background into Boba Fett. He was a man of mystery, and that's kind of why people liked him. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, in 2002, when Attack of the Clones came out, we found a bounty hunter named Jango Fett with similar armor as Boba Fett. Uh, was the template for a clone army, and that is part of his payment. He demanded one clone for himself, and that was Boba Fett. How do we feel about that? Do you think that's a retcon, or do you think that's just more of an origin? I don't know. Yeah. I'm on the fence. I this is interesting. I think it's. I would have said it's not a retcon before we started talking about this today, and think, now I don't yeah. know if it is. I think it is a bit of a retcon, but like it's we don't have any information on him, right? So it's like a retcon in the fact that it's like, I don't know. In my head, when I'm thinking of Boba Fett, it's not to more Mortensen, right? It's not Tim. When I'm thinking of Boba Fett in the original trilogy, I'm thinking of someone who like maybe is like Cobbanthy, very cool, call you know, kind of sly. And then Tem is almost like the opposite. He's very brash, looks like a physicality of like a human nutsack. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just not what I was thinking for Boba Fett. And so I think. Was that it, post Sarlacc Pit? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you're only talking post Sarlacc Pit. I mean, think of Temor Morrison as Django Fett. He's. Yeah. He's very cool and. That's true. Strong. I think. He, he, he has a very Boba Fett vibe in 2002. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, even though. I agree with Matt. Yeah. I think even then, he still has like a very, like, uh, kind of. I don't know how to describe it. Like, not as suave, not as, like, smooth as, I guess, yes. how they kind of make him seem and in like, Empire. In your he mind, just seems more of, like, a strong man. Yes, I agree. And I think, in your mind, when you think of Boba Fett talking, do you think of someone from New Zealand? <laughs> because I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I guess probably but not. Like, I think, but ultimately, I think it's, like, one of those things where, again, they just filled in those gaps. And so it's, like, not necessarily a full retcon. It's just, like, a, I think it's, like, a retcon with our expectations, right? And nothing will ever disappoint you more than your expectations. <laughs> so you don't think there's enough implication there to consider it a retcon? You just think it's an origin? I, I am on the fence. I think whether this is an origin story or a retcon, I still give it a thumbs down just because it makes the universe feel very small. Yep, I agree. Like, Boba Fett is a very mysterious character, and to figure out that his origin story is actually he's quite literally the least mysterious person <laughs> in the entire galaxy, yeah. and that he is heavily intertwined with the story of the jedi and the clone wars mm -hmm. like it just it's similar to what i would also i don't know if i would define it as a retcon also but in rogue one mm -hmm. when they're on jedda and Jin passes panda baba and dr evazan and they're just there mm -hmm. like it's not a retcon because it's not like they're canonically not there it just right. is weird and makes the universe feel small like you just yeah. keep bumping into the same people in this entire galaxy which is exactly what we're trying to get out of and yet they keep on making it smaller and smaller sometimes yeah. right what do you think, Max? You haven't said much. You think it's a retcon? Yeah, I'd, <laughs> give, I'd give it a retcon. I see what you're saying, though. Um, I, give I it want a like a big red stamp that we just d dump <laughs> on this theory. Retcon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do give it a thumbs down as well. I guess for similar reasons. I just think it's unnecessary. Yep, I, I think it is too. Kind of like what you were pointing out about Luke and Leia being siblings and how that really isn't needed. There's no point to him being a clone. No. What purpose does that serve? Yep. Right. They yeah. just shoehorned in a Boba Fett backstory in the in the prequels for, for no reason. his payment, he could have just had a son before he did this. I mean, for his Who payment, cares? they could have paid him in credits. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What yeah. A weird yeah there's thing. a million different... Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. But that said, I was a kid when Attack of the Clones came out. I would have been nine years old. So again, this is another one where I didn't have critical thinking between 99 and 2002, or I guess the day I was born to 2002, since I was, was born, born in 93, um, to be like, oh, I wonder what Boba Fett's backstory is. So again, 
this was just something that I always grew up with. So I don't like yep. hate it because there was no period of time where I was like told otherwise or anything like that. I just grew up. Boba Fett's a clone. I'm like, okay, cool. That's just it is what he is. And now I think they're starting to do cool things with it, right? I mean, um, yeah, Book of Boba Fett wasn't fantastic, <laughs> but I mean, there's they're doing other cool stuff with it. Like there's a, a lot of assumptions that he's going to be coming back to play Captain Rex. Um, uh, that he's going to be. Um, he had that cameo in Obi Wan as one of those uh, 501st troopers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're they're kind of tying it in in cool ways. It's still unnecessary. Like it doesn't serve anything yeah. other than it's just cool tie-ins. They but also I do like it. Shot themselves in the foot, I think, by doing that because now it's an, you know you have one guy. Who's supposed to look like all the clones, all the, mm-hmm. and they and now it's like they didn't they were not thinking in two thousand two about twenty years from now <laughs> what was going to happen. Yeah. I was like, wow. They I, really... I like to think Tamora Morrison was. He, he was yeah. setting up himself for a lifetime of success. Yep. He was the only one smart enough behind the scenes to be like, so George, you want me to play all these characters? And George Lucas is like, I mean, technically, yeah. And he's like, all right, all right, I get and it. Maybe in twenty years there'll be a need for me to play a 20 years old older version of these same characters too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, Tim. Um, I, th- I think this retcon gets a thumbs down for me overall. As a retcon, the execution of it, in terms of like what they've done with it since, I think two enthusiastic thumbs up. Yeah, like, Kind of like both, what I was saying with the tie-ins and stuff? Yeah, because yep. there's a ton of tie-ins. Like even in Legends and in the current canon, like Boba Fett running with that Aura Singh gang and working with Bosk and Dengar in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all awesome. Yeah. I there's, agree. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff with his origin story beyond just is a clone. Yeah. They retconned it, and it was like, eh, and then they kind of fixed it a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to retcon the retcon. They fixed the fix, yeah. <laughs> they fixed yeah. the fix, yeah. <laughs> that is the legacy of Star Wars. Yep, yep, yes. yep, yep. <laughs> um, I'd like right. to strike, strike my retcon or retcon from the record, because it's not a retcon that he's a good character after the retcon. It's... Note for I'm trying to be very careful with my use of the word retcon because I do think <laughs> it is a very poignant and deliberate word that people use very brashly. All right, I will undo the stamp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, another implication. Let's talk about Obi-Wan knowing Leia. So during Kenobi, obviously, Obi-Wan went on a mission to save Leia, which he did, and they spend a lot of time together, and they obviously know each other, um, but they kind of tied it up in a neat bow for uh, A New Hope yeah. when there was zero implications that Boba F- or that Obi-Wan knew Princess Leia. So what do you guys think about that? I can't believe you even included this. Not a retcon. Interesting, really. Not a retcon, no. What do you mean there's zero implications? that they, they never have any screen time together. They never see each other. Leia reacts appropriately when she hears Ben Kenobi came to well, rescue in the, her. In the, message, and the, in the message that Leia leaves for Obi-Wan, she says that you served my father in the Clone Wars years ago, yada, yada, yada. So she lays the groundwork of how she knows him and why she's reaching out. At no point in that message was she like, Obi-Wan, remember how you saved my skin 10 years ago? At, I need you real quick now again. Yeah, at no point in that message that she was dumping in an astromech to leave just hopefully yeah. to find Obi-Wan. That is a message that is likely to be intercepted, and it was... Yes. Tactical diplomacy by Leia, not to mm. play I her hand. One thousand percent agree, with Luke. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like you know who that is instantly without having to say your name as well. Yeah, I one thousand percent agree. With that being said, it is a bit of a retcon, right? Like a little, I think like so. a little, like a little. Like, I think so. Yeah. Like I agree with Luke, and it's, I think it's a gut thing. Yeah, and they don't they don't <laughs> see each other, but it is weird. I'm not. I like. It's funny because like I like that storyline, and it makes everything smoke. Like when you're looking at the the prequels, and then you're looking at the show, it makes so much sense, and it's it's really harmonious, and I love it. Um, but then when you look at the original trilogy, it is a little a little wonky. <laughs> but like, so it's again, it's weird. It's like if you exclude the original trilogy, it's perfect. If you include the original trilogy, it gets a little dicier. But like you said, with the message, 1,000% agree. I, I think it's a retcon. I think it's for the better. I think it yeah, recontextualizes a lot of things. They named Kylo Ren Ben Solo after yes. him, which we didn't know at the time. But when Kenobi came out and you get this background of like this adventure that Leia had with Obi-Wan, yeah. it makes it so much more clear why she named him <laughs> Ben. Because without that story... Why would she name him well, Ben? Because this yeah. guy accompanied Luke, I mean, who saved her to the mission, but yeah. she never at any point met him or saw I was him. Or... Say, Max, they didn't know <laughs> about that either. Like, no, but that's no. the beauty of a retcon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were like, "This would be cool for Star Wars," but they, were, they really didn't think about why that right. makes sense. It's like Han is the one who, I guess, made it maybe at that point push for that name. Han didn't like him at all. <laughs> at no I'm, point did he enjoy him. That's what I'm saying. But like Leia has less right. reason to name Han, who actively mm-hmm. disliked him, and Leia, who uh, 
would allegedly in, not know him at all. Unless name their kid after him. Obi Wan and Luke both technically brought them together, Luke and Han, or Leia and Han. But, but that's so thin. There's hoops. <laughs> there's hoops you're jumping through to get there that yeah, Kenobi uh, answers for you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the one thing I'll talk about with this one is there's a really nice short story in the A New Hope from a certain point of view 40th anniversary celebration edition, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> the story of Obi-Wan and Vader's final duel and the smile he gives when he looks over and he's about to sacrifice himself and he sees Luke and Leia reunited and it's the culmination of his entire journey. Like the force is working mm. again and brought the twins together and here they are. It's the first time they're meeting each other. It's the first time he's seen them together since they were yeah. born and he gives that smile and... And he knows that, that his smile job is... is not an implication that he knew who Leia was, but I do think it's enough of something that this is not a retcon. Well, he definitely knew who she was. I mean, he was there for her birth, but the retcon is that he interacted with her. And I think, well, I guess the retcon would be that Leia knew Obi Wan, maybe. Well, no, because that's well, I don't know. Um, I still think it's a it's a retcon. But yes, that is beautiful when he looks over and he gives that smile and he knows like all these years his mission is complete. The force mm-hmm. has sent these kids apart and now they're coming back together. Yes. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think I call it a retcon and I think it's a retcon for the better. Yep. I give it an enthusiastic thumbs up. Same. Thumbs up. Origin story, not a retcon. All right. Let me look over the list real quick. Make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, similar to Palpatine dying... I also had Maul dying. Best I would, retcon I in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's absolutely a retcon. You saw oh, yeah. him get cut in half and fall down a bottomless pit. Hev- heavily implied death. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably the most implied you can get without it being explicit. Because it's like, maybe you can say like, oh, well, he was still blinking as his body was bodies were falling down. Right. But There's yeah. also that, um, that theory, if you pause it, it looks like he's a droid in the bottom, which obviously is false. Like after he falls, when you're you're slowly like pausing, just because of the, the CGI. Frames. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it it just looks like his bottom half is almost like, like where his torso ends is just like a droid, where like a it looks like a droid. Mm. Interesting. But again, that was probably like they haven't even retconned that. They didn't say he was a droid before he died. No, no, no. But that's like a 2005 like you know DVD you know scrolling oh, through uh, and being yeah. like. Hmm. All right, and um, last one that we'll talk about real quick that I had on my list was Leia remembering her mother. What do you think of that? In Return of the Jedi, she says that she has some some uh, memories of her mother. Um, and I then think, in Revenge of the Sith, yeah. we see that she was alive for two seconds before Padme died. Was think, she talking uh, about her adopted mother? No, I think yeah. in 83, she was absolutely talking about her birth mother. This is just, this is why this is such a clunky retcon. Cause they, clunky writing. <laughs> Uh, Keep it alive. This is why it's such a clunky <laughs> writing because they put bandages over it and then cut it right open again, and then have to put more <laughs> yeah. bandages back over it. And there are ways. There are ways even to restructure the prequels such that Leia did grow up with the birth mom. Like you'd have to restructure it a lot, but there there are ways that George Lucas could have done that, and he just blatantly didn't care about that line. So let me yeah. possibly open up a whole can of worms. I don't think this is a retcon. I think this is just a continuity error. What's what's being retconned? You know the uh, the prequels are retconning that Leia remembered the face of her mother. Yeah. How are they retconning it? Because she obviously doesn't remember her face because she died. So you know what the other option so is? Does that though? change anything, or is that just a continuity error? I think that's just an error. I guess, I guess that is a massive error, which they are then. It's or, it's, an, it's another nuance, right? Guess, I'm just I'm just adding another level of nuance to what is a retcon because so there's yes, retcons, ret- there's origins, and there's continuity errors. So I think does a retcon is... have to lead to a continuity error to be a retcon? Then no, I think a retcon. That's what, I guess that's what I was saying earlier that it has to be explicitly stated one way, such that after it's explained the other way, it is now a continuity error the first way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the other option is that Leia cannot be trusted. <laughs> She's just lying. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, but isn't there she also sad. a possibility that she was strong with the Force and that was That's, her mother was dying as she was giving birth and she just has, like, maybe yeah. the Force has provided her memories of her mother? I, I think that could be an explanation for sure, yeah. That's because another explanation also... of still a clunky, um, a clunky retcon. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I think no matter how you cut it, when because that's the implication when Luke asks about Leia's real mother, that's the first time we learn that Leia is adopted, yeah. first of all. 
And he says, do you remember your real mother? And she says, yes, implying that when they were twins, Luke went to his aunt and uncle and Leia stayed with her mother. Mm -hmm. And none of that is what happened at all. Yeah. That's the implication that they're retconning. So I give this a emphatic thumbs down, and it is a retcon. I do give it a thumbs down, too, because it's... It is very odd. Again, you have, you have the the tools. You know that she says this line. Mm-hmm. Don't show. You know, don't have Padme die right away. Mm-hmm. Easy, right? You can write whatever especially you want, especially because you don't have a reason for Padme to die. Also, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interesting. One thousand. What would have been the alternative? Maybe Padme got knocked up on the honeymoon, and when you see Anakin and Padme the first time in Revenge of the Sith, she just has like three st- or two. Uh, three-year-old children kind of hiding take, in a no, closet. They, they take Luke. Yeah, they would have had to give. She has Leia. They would have had to have given away Luke and kept Leia, which it, it would have required a good amount of difference from what we got. Yeah, yeah. You'd have there's explain, a way to do you'd have it. To explain that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, well, you wouldn't have to explain it a lot. You'd have to like restructure the entire their entire story. Yeah, but yeah. you could structure that knowing what you knew going into it yeah. in a way that made sense. And I think also the fact that. If she didn't die giving birth and she had Leia, but they knew they needed to separate one, which also would make Obi-Wan a bit of a villain and trade against Leia, even though Anakin thinks that he's Obi-Wan's trading against him and, you know, being with, sorry, Padme, I said Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that'd be an interesting dynamic. You know, all of a sudden, Obi-Wan is basically then friendless. He is trade. He's betraying Anakin, you know, in Anakin's eyes, and he's betraying Padme because he knows he has to take Luke to separate the twins so that Vader has less of a chance to get them. And then... If then Padme has to go in hiding with Leia, and then we have this, you know, all their catastrophic event two to three years later, which then Padme dies, and then Leia does remember, you know, flashes again. The, the just it's there, you know, it's all laid out, mm-hmm. <laughs> like and so just right. revert, you know, write it backwards. It's all they needed you, you to do. Got, you got your ending already. And if yeah. they wrote it differently, it also would have solved one of my biggest gripes when I'm talking with someone that doesn't know Star Wars that well, mm-hmm. and they say like, "Oh, Princess Leia." And so her mom was a queen, and it's like, yes, but of a completely different monarchy. Yeah. She is yeah. the daughter of a queen, but also the adopted daughter of a different queen, and that's why she's a princess. Yeah. That's just so confusing. She got like, she really made out, though. <laughs> she <know>? did. <laughs> the, Luke's over here you know, farming moisture. <laughs> the, yeah. the Nabubian politics really intrigued me, <laughs> um, because, yeah, the, she was queen, but she was an elected queen. Right. So yeah. it's still, it's not Wait, really look, a monarchy. It's still... Let's hold, let's hold until we talk about the reality and the politics. <laughs> That's a whole episode. All right, last one. Real quick, let's talk about the origin of Han Solo's name. Do you think, <laughs> do you think Han being Solo and given yeah. the name Solo is a retcon or do you think that's just an origin? No, it's the, a... This is like the textbook definition of an origin story where yeah. you're learning where someone got, where they, Again, their origin... I mean, but it's obviously also a retcon. I don't know. This whole re- episode is just <laughs> scrambling my no, brain. It's, it's retconning an expectation because it's like we don't need that origin. We never. We, his name is it is even Han our Solo. expectation that it's implied that this man's name is just his name and it doesn't no, need an it, origin exactly. for a name. Like, I didn't think I had expectations for it, but then Star Wars is like, oh no, you do. It's like, yeah. no, why are you doing that? Well, his name is Han Solo. No explanation needed. Right. That's like if they did a like a biopic of me and then I had to figure out why my last name is Lewis. I'd be like, oh my God, who cares? <laughs> You're doing a family tree like, all right, who came from Poland? Who came from... <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, all of them. <laughs> uh, it should be pointed out, too, that before we started this episode, Luke uh, pointed out that he is running on very little sleep these last two nights. So he's, <laughs> That's I'm sure why. you're mentally this exhausted is, as well. This is a very to... interesting predicament that we're in <laughs> on the definition of a retcon. I, I do agree with this one. I don't think it's a retcon. I think it's an origin story, and I think it's an origin story for the worst. People have last names. Not yes. not, not everything yeah. has to have a meaning. Nope. Solo was totally fine. Yeah. It was a cool sounding last name when George Lucas wrote it in 77 and some things are just okay to be like I, I so frequently think about like what these writer rooms are like and like whose idea was it like you know how Han Solo is like kind of a lone wolf what if that's why his name is Solo because he's a lone wolf and someone's just like why? Like why are you saying this now? Why would yeah. we make this into part of the movie? I just don't I just don't get it. I feel and like it's further complicated by the fact that it was written by two completely different people. Yeah. Or I don't know if Ron Howard. Yeah, I guess Ron Howard wrote some of it too. But the, the production of, of Solo was it yeah. shifted hands way too many times. And I think also at the time, you know, if it's a, I don't think they'd ever do that now. But like I think of that time, they were like nostalgia was like running super super high. Yeah. And I think they were kind of dying out with it. And so I feel like they're just trying to you know fan service every little bit. And that was just the wrong hand to play. Right. 
Yeah, everything had to be nostalgic. Everything had to be an yes. origin. Oh, how did Chewbacca be, come to be known as Chewy? Chewy? Yep. It's like that's and again. It's like you don't need to explain that. The worst part of the of that not even. I mean, it is when he says Solo, right? When he gives him the last name, but the music implies that you should feel something. And you feel nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When the that mu- is a, I know exactly right? what you're yes. talking about. They like play it like a big reveal, yes. and you're yeah. just falling so flat. Like yep. what? I I remember every time I watch it, it hurts because it it the music stops when he says that, and you're like, let's, and fall. Let's segue that into a, a force for thought then, because yes, this please. is not related to retcons. I have I one more have thing any... to say about this: is go, that go they do stick to their guns, and I fantasize about this gotcha moment that will never happen where someone asks me like what Kira's last name is and I'm like oh the white worms don't have last names they just have first names and so I'm like oh well what about Han Solo oh, actually he didn't have a last name either <laughs> <laughs> well because um, they still don't have Kira having a last name in canon let's get that's true maximize shows show made uh, and then we can uh, fit that in <laughs> yeah we, we got a lot of ideas planned for that show um, okay but no real quick I'll t- tag this into my force for thought then because it builds off of Solo and again uh, McClunky reveals the thing that always bothers me about Solo, which I really like overall, is the reveal that Enfys Nest is a girl. Yes, that's yeah. another Why? example that they played that as a big reveal. Yeah, yeah. Yep. like they took off her helmet, and I remember being in the theater, and I'm like, oh, should I know who that is? I was like, is that a young? No, who is that? And then it was like nothing came of it. It's like, oh no, that is Enfys Nest. She's yep. just a woman, and we were supposed to be like, I thought that was gonna be a guy. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, just, like they even cut yeah. to Chewbacca, and he like takes a step back, like he can't believe it. It's a woman. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, I, that's like, a very 1970s moment that does is. not translate now. And for a movie that came out in 2018, it feels just a little like mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Well, let us know what you think. Do you agree, disagree with any of our uh, conclusions over what's a retcon, what's an origin, what's a continuity error? What our definition is of retcon? Yeah. Stay (laughs) tuned for my five-paragraph essay on the definition of retcon and what it implies and (laughs) doesn't. Honestly, I think that this episode would have gone a lot different if we went with Webster's. (laughs) <laughs> that's why i said listen anytime you get into a conversation with anyone about like canon or retcon or anything like that you always have to like lay groundwork be like hold on hold on what do you mean by that word yep. because everyone has a different definition like luke is struggling with right now like some things can be based off an implication yeah. i guess it depends on how strong of an implication it is but please if you agree disagree whatever it is let us know uh drop a comment um uh like subscribe do whatever you have to do reach out to us you can reach us on the social medias at force for thought all across everything Twitter, TikTok. Um, Luke downloaded a new one. The name I forgot already. God, threads. you're so old. It's Threads, threads Max. Threads. Check us out on Threads. We're very active there, apparently. Um, yeah, and then also, our, when we posted uh, Maxwell looking at uh, Revenge of the Sith during a Taylor Swift concert, his wife did not bring him there. I was the one filming it, and we were enjoying the concert. It was a bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, those comments are upsetting. It's like, no, we can like Star Wars someone, and Taylor someone Swift. Someone commented, you like, be, be nice to this guy. His girlfriend dragged him there. Yeah. And Matt's getting offended. Like, no, I dragged him there. Yeah, I was there. And I didn't even drag him there. We went willingly because we like it. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, See you, Sammy. everyone.